Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Our guest today is Deila Ray. Deila is a certified combo-coated vessel welder. Over the past six years, Deila has traveled the U.S. with her husband and three dachshunds, fabricating and building piping systems for compressor stations, refineries, water treatment facilities, and wastewater treatment facilities. Deila has honed her skills as a tradeswoman, getting her certifications in gas tungsten arc welding and shielded metal arc welding. And aside from everything else going on in 2020, this has been the year that Deila and her husband, Jack, decided to step away from the realm of working for others and became business owners themselves. Deila is the co-founder of the company she owns with her husband, Alpha Duo, a pipe welding company. They do metal fabrication, coated vessel welding, metal art, woodwork, leather work, and more. Hi, Deila. Welcome to the Hazard Girl podcast. Hi, Emily. How are you doing? I'm great. It's I'm so glad to finally have you on. I'm very excited to be here with you. I enjoyed meeting you last year, so I am super excited to be a part of this with you now. Yes, we met over a year ago uh, when I presented the Tradeswoman of the Year Award on behalf of my safety boot company, Juno Jones. It was 2019, and we were all in Chicago for the Empowering Women in Industry Conference, and I was so excited to present the Tradeswoman of the Year Award because tradeswomen are like the rock stars of the women in industry community. <laughs> and our winner that year was Amy Chekkudi, and she couldn't be there because she was on, I, I believe, an expedition in the Arctic. I mean, you were there as a nominee and to accept the award on her behalf. So I got to hang out with you then. And then fast forward to a year later, and I got to present the Tradeswoman of the Year 2020 Award to you, and we can talk about that a little bit later. So. Awesome. Yes. Super cool journey with you thus far, and I am even more excited because I know your uh, new steel toe Medi boots will be shipped out, I suppose, here soon. So in the coming months, yeah. I'm very excited for that. I cannot wait to see you in those, by the way. <laughs> I'm very well, excited to support them. So, Dia, let's talk about your name. Because on Instagram, I believe it's it's D-E and then it's capital I-L-A. Is that correct? That is the correct spelling for it, yes. It's just D-E-I-L-A dot Ray, I believe. And yeah, it's an interesting name. It oftentimes looks like because of the font I's capital I's look like L's so I oftentimes get Della yeah <laughs> yeah I think I've done that so that's why I wanted to make sure we clarified that because some people might think it's two L's and it's D-E-I-L-A right yep exactly I was named after my great-grandmother named Isla oh that's beautiful yeah I love that you. Well, I would love to hear a little bit about your family background it seems like you do have very strong family ties. Where are you from? And did you, did you grow up in the trades? 
So I grew up as an army brat. As they say, my father was in the army. So he was stationed in Junction City, Kansas when I was born. Uh, From there, he uh, served 20 years in the army and he has since been medically retired, uh, has had oodles of back surgeries and just different complications over the years of putting his body through so much, you know, tough work and things. As for my mom, she worked in the prison systems for years. She trained military police officers how to drive Humvees. She was also a sharpsman shooter. So both my parents are super strong backgrounds. And I definitely feel as though that's where my roots come from and being able to have such a, a strong backbone to, to what I do in the world. That's so interesting. So then so you grew up with in an army family and your mom worked in the prison system. So definitely coming from a strong cloth. How did you get involved with the trades? That was actually due to my husband. Uh, We had been married and together for several years and he took on a new journey as a pipe fitter and had gotten on the road and traveled to North Dakota and was there working. After about three months of being apart, which was the longest we had been apart since we met, literally since we'd been met. Um, so yeah. it was a difficult three months at that time. We decided that we would just totally relocate our lives to North Dakota to continue his work. And I was actually going to be finishing my schooling to go into occupational therapy. I was working on my bachelor's degree in psychology and had stepped away, taken a break. I truthfully was a little burnt out from schooling. Mm-hmm. And then my husband's company had a position for a fire watch available. For those who don't know what a fire watch is, I'm terrible at it for starters. You sit <laughs> on a bucket all day long and you watch anyone producing sparks and make sure that they don't catch on fire, make sure that there's no combustibles in the location that they're working in. And basically you're just like the, the safety keeper of the area. I'm much too distracted to be able to sit that still. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. My phone was dead by 9 a.m. It was a bad experience altogether. I learned a lot of things, though. That was that was actually where I first saw welding, my first experience with it. And a guy we were working with, he was like, go ahead, grab up my hood and try this out. And I ran a bead. I, I stick welded for my first time. And he was like, there's no way you've done that. You know, you've done this before. And I was like, no, I've, I don't think I've even ever seen it in person, perhaps just movies. And he was like, you're going to do just fine. And from there, I just started practicing. My husband and I bought a small suitcase welder. And I came back home to Missouri for a month and stayed with my parents. And I practiced as those. it was my job. I got up in the morning like it was work. I worked all day long through the summertime heat and the Missouri humidity and mm-hmm. rod like that was my job. And from there, I got hired as a helper on a job. So I just kind of did the little odds and ends work, um, helped fabricate and do prep work on pipe and just learning different things about the job site. So I really like my beginning process with it all. It really gave me a good hands-on introduction into everything and seeing what the job sites were about. That's amazing. So you were self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. I learned on job sites and then any guys that I worked with, I, I never met a woman welder until I, 
actually took my first welding job. So everything I learned, it was through the knowledge and generosity of the men that were already there. And I know there's bad experiences for women in such a male-dominated field. And I guess I'm one of the lucky ones. I've had great experiences, nothing but sharing of every piece of knowledge and tool that people have. So it's been it's been a very good experience and quite an interesting experience compared to the normal. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, what is it like being one of the only women welders? I mean, it's good that you've had positive experiences, but do you think that gender has affected your career at all? Have you faced any challenges in that regard? Yes, certainly. So I think that those challenges are there in most most occupations, but certainly in these non-traditional fields. I grew up with an older brother, so I feel like I always had that kind of tomboy feel to myself. I don't necessarily think I've always had more guy friends than girlfriends, but having an older brother, I think, helped. As for being usually the only woman on the job site, let alone oftentimes the only welder on the job site, I've come to find that the underestimation from others is something that fuels my fire. Uh, For example, my husband and I had left the job site in North Dakota, and we were traveling to South Dakota to meet an engineer. And we got there, and we were just in our normal, normal day clothes. And he looks at me and says, well, aren't you a brave one? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's out here with the guys. And I said, well, I'm your pipe welder. And (laughs) he couldn't even look me in the eye after that. He didn't know what to say. He was so uncomfortable with himself, I think. Yeah. And I think that's normal. They don't expect me to be the one there to weld their pipes. So I really enjoy that. Yeah, that's funny. There's a discussion going on right now in the Hazard Girls community about being called hun. And I think I think a big thing is people sometimes men, I guess, don't even realize that they're doing it. They're not it's not like they're intentionally trying to put you down or he wasn't trying to call you out like why are you here? He just literally didn't think of it. Absolutely. I see that many times from from my own experience in relation to to that softened nickname calling. I've even seen in many experiences for myself, it's always the here, let me show you with already that I don't know what I'm doing and have to be the ones to show me. So oftentimes I try not to have a combative self to me because that's not taken well in most cases. So I'll let them show me. And I'll say, great, thank you. And then I will do it. And they'll be like, well, what the heck? You didn't even need to show you. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I asked either. But oftentimes that's that's truthfully how it goes. They just jump right in with the assumption that I'm brand new at what I'm doing or that I just don't know what I'm doing. Right. And you sort of put them in their place just by being you. (laughs) Yeah, that happens naturally (laughs) most of the time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You mentioned, Diana, that you have passed and failed tests. Tell us about that. I think it's so important to normalize failing at things when you first try them. And especially, you know, as women coming into an industry that might not be as welcoming to us, we come in like feeling like we have something to prove, something extra to prove, but we can't expect to get everything right the first time. And that's what helps us to grow as people. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. That is exactly right. As for passing and failing, 
I failed before I passed. You know, there was failure before I succeeded. And I've seen a lot of cases, guys coming out of welding school and get to their first job site and they fail their test and they leave and they're done. And then you hear that they're doing something completely different or just stop doing it. And in my point of view, with this kind of perspective, that's fuel to my fire. You know, it's, it's got me this time, but why? Okay, so now I need to change this or learn how to do this better. And then dang it, sign me up because I'm ready to go again. And I, I usually get it the second time. Sometimes, you know, it, it takes a bit of work to learn something, especially something as a skilled trade. And I don't let the, the moment of failure stop me from the longevity of success. And I think that's super important that you don't give up, you don't stop, and you just, you believe in yourself enough to keep going. I love that. Yeah. There, I always think of this one quote from Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, who she said her father would talk to her at the dinner table every Friday or something and say, what did you fail at this week? And if they didn't have anything that they failed at, he would say, well, get going. You have to start, you have to try something new and fail at it. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I think it's a really important. Yep. Try something new. Absolutely. That's, that's what started me in this path and this industry was just trying something new. And uh, little did I know that it ended up being one of my biggest passions in life. So that trying something new is super important. Well, you mentioned earlier about, you know, being really lucky, having a lot of support among men in the industry. So tell us about male allies just in the industry in general. How important is male support for women in these fields and how can we get it? How can we get that support? I think the most important part of it is being yourself. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're going to feel that timid nature. You're going to be scared in the new environment, perhaps you know, just like myself being one of the only women there, it can feel a little out of place and and even defeating right away. But as long as you show up and you're ready to to just try something, I think they, I think men in general can see that willing nature to want to learn and want to be able to do it yourself. And mm-hmm. when you see that in you, with my experience, it's always been that take me under their scenario, like the dad of the group or the brother of the group. I remember so many times as a fire watch, I was watching the fire, but I was watching the fire happening through the back of the lens of a welder while he was welding, watching him weld, borrowing the hood of another welder while a guy was welding. So he could say, make sure you do this D or don't do this. And Mm -hmm. then you know, they would they would have some scrap pieces out at times and, and let me try things out. So they they were eager to progress my skills and knowledge. They were eager to share the things that they had acquired over the years. And I think I've seen that more and more on job sites that once they see that, oh, shoot, that chick's the welder. She's not mm-hmm. in this. Whoa, like she's out here with us there almost comes a sense of like camaraderie over the group. I've worked usually smaller job sites. I suppose the largest job site was about 300 and it was a couple different companies and there's a handful of girls, but usually they're not the welder. And so when I show up and, 
and they realize this chick is also a welder, you know, okay, so maybe, maybe she's different and maybe that's what they see in their eyes, but something changes in them. I don't know if it's the way I carry myself. I don't know if it's the way that I, I accept any challenge, but I've had nothing but wonderful experiences in the industry. Well, I think you're a great role model for, you know, women who are even considering getting into these industries just to, you know, follow your path and watch you and observe you because you do carry yourself with a great air of confidence. And I'm sure that has worked, worked in your favor. Have you had any specific mentors over the years that you, that you feel have, that you can credit with your success? Oh, absolutely. There's been welding instructors that I've worked with that failed me for a test and then later retested me and then passed me for the test. And then here I am on a job site with, I think it was about 10 other welders and the CWI that I just mentioned that had previously failed me. I had asked who's ready to go 60 feet up and make this 24 inch pipe weld. And none of the guys were standing up and putting their hands up. And I was like, hey boss, my stuff's already ready. And <laughs> was like, all right, let's go. And so out of the guys, nobody was willing. It was kind of a sketchy situation with with how you had to suspend yourself and, and do the weld. And so I don't have too much of fear of heights. And I don't know if it's that wanting to prove myself, but I'm always ready and willing to try something new as well and challenge myself. So as for accrediting, uh, anyone over my experiences and specifically a man in my life that I've worked with, it would definitely be a gentleman named Dan Larson. He made work not only fun, but challenging. And within the same company, a gentleman named Glenn Reed, both of them were supervisors and CWIs that were accepting of me as an employee not having anything to do with my gender and only something to do with my ability. And yeah, they've definitely been people in my life that have helped with all these success. I think that I've had. That's amazing to hear. It's amazing that you've had that support in your previous jobs. What is it that made you want to start your own company with your husband? What would have been the challenges of that? Over the years, we have worked really hard for ourselves and for other people, mostly for ourselves in the mindset that we don't want to put forth an effort and not do a good job. So over the years in our mindset, we were always working for ourselves because that's, I think, the, the push behind us always wanting to do our best with what we're doing. And with that being said, that was not always reciprocated. You sometimes get taken for granted. You sometimes have that that feeling of, as you say, used and abused. You know, you do, do, do. I experienced uh, the same pay for years with the company after being the only certified welder that they had for specific jobs. And after not, you know, seeing your worth appreciated, and knowing how much work you have done, not only for them, but over the years and how much, you know, our, our skills have improved and the different things that we've worked on, our knowledge base has grown. And we always end up finding ourselves 
doing, I guess to say, better than than most. So why work for someone else in this scenario? Why not take the already great duo that Jack and I have and our abilities that we have working together? We just have such a great flow. So why not take that and put it into the efforts of something of our own and see what we can create with it? You know, it, there's just no that that jump. And so Alpha Duo is the name of the company, which I don't think I need to ask you why you called it that. It makes total sense to me. Um, <laughs> do you, and I love the name. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about Alpha Duo? Absolutely. So with Alpha Duo, as you said in the beginning, we, we somehow decided that this is something, uh, a venture that we were going to take on in the wake of 2020 COVID and all that greatness. And it was kind of scary thinking, you know, are we doing this at the wrong time? Uh, and I don't really know if there's ever the right time for something. I think it just comes down to doing it. As for our company, uh, Alpha Duo, we, we pride ourselves in the precision of any project that we work on. And like I said, with the skills and things that we've acquired over the years, we seek a challenge. We want to create something that that maybe nobody's done for you before even. For example, uh, if you follow the Instagram page of, of the Alpha Duo page that we have, it's official Alpha Duo. Uh, there's an underscore in between the words there. And you'll see the first posts we have on there are actually for something completely different than pipe welding. One of our biggest projects we've done so far with our company is for a tattoo table, completely different than the normal we do, Uh, but a little interesting background. My husband and his brothers actually own a tattoo shop in Mexico, Missouri, which is pretty close to where we're from. And so that's one of Jack's other amazing skills that he has. He's also a tattoo artist. Cool. So we created a, a table, but it's pretty impressive the work that we put into it. It's about 300 hours that went into it. But aside from that, we, we've done a couple bitted jobs over the past couple of months and different odds and ends of things. I just know that as long as we continue to push like we have with the things that we've worked on over the years, we'll have success. I'm just really excited to see in what form. So cool. And so are we. I cannot wait to find out where you're headed with this business. I think there's so much on the horizon. I I didn't realize that there was so much involved that you are actually doing not just welding, but artwork with it. So really excited. Yep. We've, we've definitely switched things up here this year, but I'm so excited. Definitely. Well, let's talk about Empowering Women in Industry, Tradeswomen of the Year 2020. Um, Empowering Women in Industry, for those who aren't familiar, is an incredible organization. It started out mainly in the water and pump industry and then expanded to reach women in various fields. But they've got leaders in engineering, manufacturing, trades, and just all different industrial type careers. And every year they have a big awards conference. And uh, my company, Juno Jones, has presented the Tradeswoman of the Year Award. And this year, we were so excited to be able to present that to you, Deila. So congratulations on that honor. 
Thank you so much, Emily. I I was definitely excited and and just overwhelmed with pride with everything accompanied with it. As you said, we we all met last year and then mm-hmm. this year because the event was online. I was celebrating that day with my mom. We got a hotel room together and I had my laptop plugged in and set up for the event and then the streaming started and they announced that I was the tradeswoman of the year and I was just wow, you know, they chose me. I, I was definitely mm-hmm. gratitude, you know, it made me think and be grateful for all those twelve to fourteen hour days that wore me down and made me think, you know, I couldn't even take one more step, perhaps, but that's when you keep pushing and these are the results. Well, it's great to see you get that recognition. And I think, you know, because you are such a strong role model, it's putting putting you out there in the public even more is wonderful for the industry and it's wonderful for women, young women, especially looking to get involved because they have you to look to. And I love that pic of you in the Hazard Girls t-shirt. You oh, look thank so you. Cute. <laughs> and your hair is newly pink, which looks incredible. Would you like to tell us why it's pink? Well, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, of course. <laughs> and I <laughs> Yeah, that's a great idea. So you just did it, you just dyed your hair pink to support breast cancer awareness? Yeah, it was red. I usually do red and I wanted to change it up and pink was the closest tone to go to from there. And with with it being the time of the year, it was just perfect timing. <laughs> well, you definitely have a signature look and I think it works amazingly. So thank Very you. Cool. Deila, tell us where can people get in touch with you? I know you mentioned the Alpha Duo Instagram. Why don't you give us your plugs for your Instagram and your business? Okay, great. So if you get on Instagram, you can follow my personal page. It's Deila Ray, which is D-E-I-L-A dot R-A-Y. Or you can also find our business page for Alpha Duo, which is official underscore alpha underscore duo. And give us a follow. Check out what we're building. You'll find us now in central United States. Usually it was kind of like where in the United States is the Island Jack, but <laughs> pretty centrally located here this year so far, and we've been loving it. That's great. Well, you are the quintessential hazard girl, and it has been so much fun having you on the show. We are also <laughs> proud of you and all that you've accomplished, and we just can't wait to see what's ahead for you. Thank you so much, Emily. I appreciate everything. I've loved our experiences so far. I'm excited to hopefully see you again in the near future. And like I said, I am super excited to get my feet into your Medi boots and see what the fuss is about because they look so amazing. Awesome. Cannot wait to see you in those too. Well, thank you so much, Diyla. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Thank you. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.